Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to episode 28 of Extreme EvoCast, an all-purpose Pokemon podcast where we talk about news, trivia, and everything related to Pokemon. Uh, so, I lied to you last episode. I know, what a shocker. Uh, I said that I was going to be doing a review of Pokemon Heroes this episode. That is not happening. <laughs> this episode. I, um... I decided to finally watch Pokemon Twilight Wings, um, you know, because I was I was asking everyone who was listening to remind me, and uh, I finally watched them all. I took down notes, and I want to talk about them today, uh, and I figured I don't want to do both of those in one episode. I don't want to talk about Twilight Wings and also try to fit in like a whole review for a whole full-length movie. Um, so that will be next time, maybe, I'm not sure, I can't, uh, I can't promise it like I did last time, but, uh, I will try my hardest, I, I, that's what, it's what I want to do, uh, for next time, is essentially what I'm, what I'm going for, but I can't promise that it'll be what happens. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, that is going to be the main topic for today, we are talking about, uh, Pokemon Twilight Wings. I know only three episodes have come out, but, uh, I figured there's enough stuff to talk about, considering, uh, I haven't talked about them much before uh, to to fit them into a full uh, episode. Um, and also, I want a little bit of a disclaimer, or I want to give a little bit of a disclaimer that you might hear some background noise, uh, like like people talking, the TV going on. I'm recording this episode a little earlier than I normally do. Uh, if you're a, a longtime listener, you know that I, I, I've been switching around um right now you know because of school and stuff so sometimes i'm home sometimes i'm at, at college um right now i'm still at home like i like i said last episode i'm gonna be at home for the next god knows when <laughs> uh because of the whole corona uh, situation uh but i'm gonna be home for a long time uh and there might be some cases or some times where i don't really want to stay up super late like tonight i am trying to fix my sleep schedule and because uh, most of the time i record evocast at eight o'clock nine o'clock at night uh, and then I finish editing and rendering the episode and uploading it to YouTube and stuff and uploading it to my podcast provider uh and by that point it's usually like almost midnight and I am trying to get to bed earlier so I'm, I'm recording this episode a few hours earlier than I normally do uh and my parents are still up they are still doing stuff in their room or in the living room outside so if you hear the tv or if you hear whatever just remember that it's, it, I can't avoid it. Uh, I know, you know, living with my parents, but it's just in between college right now, the whole Corona situation, I had to go home. So that's, the, that's my case. So if you hear voices in the background or whatever, just, you know, put them aside. They're just my parents watching TV or whatever they're doing in there. Uh, anyway, let's get on to the episode today. Uh, first of all, there are some follow-up things uh, for Pokemon Go. I know last time I talked about the whole Corona situation in Pokemon Go, and I gave my uh, opinions on what they should do, on what they've already done, and they are they are still sort of um, they are still sort of taking precautions now. Even you know as the situation sort of gets worse, uh, I guess you could call it. Um, you know they're they're taking even more precautions, which is good. Uh, for example, they are making it so you get another uh, box for one coin. Last time they did one that gives you 30 incense. This time they're doing one that gives you 100 Pokeballs, uh, which is crazy. But that's a lot. You know, that that's a lot. I mean, it's not a lot, a lot, but it's it's a pretty decent amount. And I'm glad that they're 
doing that. I mean, I was actually in, in dire need of Pokeballs, uh, so I'm not going to complain about that. Uh, you know, they're, they're being very nice. They're sort of giving us some treats um, as a apology for, for this going on. Um, also, sort of not related any of this, the, the whole corona situation, uh, there was a thing that happened uh in the time that i you know in the time that that the episode uh wasn't going on with a genesect weekend something like a few days ago like march 20th to march 23rd there was like a whole thing where yeah uh drive to investigate was a sort of ticket uh, thing that was going on with uh, Pokemon Go and you could it was like a whole thing with Genesect and you could find them in raids and it was like a special research thing you could purchase it uh, I didn't do it one because I was home and two because of Animal Crossing <laughs> um, and if you're like me and you enjoy Animal Crossing Animal Crossing just came out uh, so I've been sort of just spending all of my time, and I mean all of my time playing Animal Crossing, you know, mixing in homework and, and, and planning for this episode. Uh, but 99% of my time isn't playing Animal Crossing. Uh, so I don't really, you know, not that I'm not in the Pokemon mood, but I haven't really had a chance to do any of these things, uh, you know, mostly because of, um, you know, Corona and stuff like that. So any of the things that's going on, I don't really have a um, much of a, a say in. Uh, the Abra Community Day is still being postponed. I, it was postponed. I, I don't um, remember. I believe it's being postponed. Yes. Uh, it was scheduled for March eight, March fifteenth, which was, I mean, that was like two weeks ago. Um. Yep, yeah, it's postponed until further notice. So it's yeah, sorry, I've totally forgot. It's been a while. Uh, it's it's it was postponed um, until further notice. So we don't know when the next Abra Community Day is going to be. Oh yes, this is a big thing going on. Uh, you can't. So Niantic and Pokemon Go is um, so there's a research breakthrough reward for April has been announced. April first, twenty twenty. Um, to May 1st, you'll get Alolan Exeggutor, and it will come with bonus Stardust. But other than other than Alolan, our, our good friend Alolan Exeggutor, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Niantic have put out some new details on how they're how they're altering play in these current global uh, in these current global times. First, they have confirmed that we'll soon be able to take on raid battles from home, which is a big deal. Uh, they've also stated that Adventure Sync will be improved to better track indoor movement and activities. Uh, they're working on ways to virtually visit favorite real-world places until you can once again visit them in person, uh, and they're reworking the way to enjoy Pokemon Go Fest directly from your home. So there, that's all we have, essentially. That's the only sort of um, information that we have right now is the fact that they're that they're doing a um, that you know they're 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 planning on it uh you know they're they're planning on doing uh, a thing where you can uh well you can play pokemon go from home it, you know you can it'll they'll uh sort of hone the ability to walk around inside and you can go you can do raid battles and go to different places from right inside your home which is great because of the whole epidemic going on i i i say i like i'm the only person everyone doesn't want people going outside you know pokemon go obviously doesn't want people going outside and i mean this is pretty much exactly what i wanted from 
you know, I mean, I suggested that they shut down the whole app and I actually, I actually didn't even consider doing this because I didn't think it was feasible, but I mean, Hey, I trust them. Uh, I think that they're going to do it fine. Uh, I hope at least I think I'm excited. I'm excited to see, cause you know, maybe that'll give me incentive to actually play Pokemon go. I mean, I haven't opened the app in like months because of the whole situation going on and school. So like, I haven't been playing it, uh, as big of a fan as I am, but like now I'll actually have some incentive to play, which will be very nice. And for the people who are really, really avid fans, uh, they can stay home and they won't have to risk, you know, um, their health in order to play an app on, on their phone. Um, Oh yeah. Also, um, I forgot to say this from now until April 6th, you can also purchase 50 great balls for one pokey coin. <clears throat> so that's great. <laughs> uh, like I said, I need pokeballs and 50 great balls is a lot. Maybe they'll do one with ultra balls, maybe like 25 ultra balls. Maybe that's a little bit of a, t- of a stretch, but they're already being so nice to us. I mean, they honestly didn't really have to do any of that, uh, especially with the incenses and stuff. I, I didn't expect them to, but I'm glad that they are. It's very, very nice of them. Um, let's see. There's an event going on with Shadow Entei. Uh, I don't really know the details, but it does say it has been confirmed that the current team go rocket research and the ability to get Shadow Entei has been extended until the end of April. So, uh, you know, they, they want to wait. Uh, they want to allow people to do that if they don't have the opportunity to because of Corona. Uh, so they're giving people the opportunity to do this by extending it, which is nice. Also, uh, I don't know if you could notice, but, uh, if you're wondering what this is, my chair needs some oiling. I mean, can you hear this? Like, listen to that. That's my chair. I, I leaned back in my chair and it made that sound. I need to fix that. I'm, I'm so sorry. So if you hear that in the background, that's just my chair, my crappy old office chair that I got. Uh, so yeah, please excuse my, my squeakiness until further notice until I can get a new chair or get this thing oiled. So. Um, Sarah B is doing, I figured I'm going to give Sarah B kind of a, I say I'm going to give Sarah B a shout out as if Sarah B isn't one of the most popular and like reliable sources for Pokemon information on the internet. Uh, but I'm going to give them a little bit of shout out here. They're doing, they're bringing back the Sarah B crossword, uh, which is a, a thing where they, it's like a crossword you can take part in like every, uh, every, um, every week. Or like every 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 couple of weeks, uh, you can do a Cerebi crossword. Uh, it'll it'll you know it'll cover all aspects of Pokemon, like games, anime, the trading card games, movies, all that stuff. Uh, so if you want to take part in that, you can. Just a little bit of a hey, thanks you know thanks to Cerebi for for doing this for me. You know doing this for me. What am I talking about? I'm not like sponsored or anyway by Cerebi. I just get my information off of Cerebi. And like I say, pretty much every episode. Thank you, Cerebi. Uh, for giving me the information, making the information public uh, in a nice sort of, uh, you know, organized place that I can just look at. I mean, I'm looking at it right now for my information. It's very good. I mean, obviously, I'm not just reading Cerebi off. Uh, that would just, this would just be the Cerebi podcast. But uh, it is a, it is probably my most used resource for getting information on Pokemon. So thank you again uh, to Cerebi. And if you want to go read their crossword or do their crossword and challenge yourself in this quarantine times, uh, you can. <laughs> there are some changes coming to, or that have already came to max raid battles or not changes, but updates in the sort of max raid, uh, thing that's going on. Um, there are much rare Pokemon coming or that have already arrived. Uh, you can get things like 
uh, Cursula, you can get Aromatis, Ndidi, Passimian, uh, all those sort of Pokemon. And uh, there is a sort of event going on where non-Gigantamax Pokemon above three-star raids are, or three-star raids and above are guaranteed their hidden ability. And as like a shiny hunter and somebody who breeds Pokemon competitively, that is a big deal. <laughs> it's like most of my time is spent going through raids looking for these Pokemon that have their hidden ability. So having that be 100% guarantee is just absolutely insane. Thank you so much to Pokemon for doing that. That is going to make mine and probably lots of people's lives much easier. Uh, you can. I'm just going to like go out and get as many hidden ability Pokemon I can. I mean, I'm as well, right? Right now, while they're easy. Um, and, of course, uh, there's been another shift in the max raid battles. You can get Gigantamax, um, Copraja, Charizard, Garbodor, and Duraludon. It's going until April 27th. Oh, yeah, speaking of April, I never even really touched on this. Uh, I said that I might do an April 1st, you know, April Fool's Day uh, situation. I couldn't think of anything i was so like my plan was uh was to um to like do something else other than pokemon for like half of the episode and then switch over like oh make this like a digimon podcast or something for like half an hour but one i know nothing about digimon and two you know it would be a lot of hassle so you'll have to excuse me for not you know doing the joke i guess i mean maybe it's not a thank you or maybe it's not of a like, uh, sorry, but uh, thank you for not uh, enduring my stupid, cringy April Fool's joke or attempt at an April Fool's joke. Uh, so you're welcome, I guess is what I should say, uh, for not doing it. Uh, so yeah, that, I, I, I was planning on doing something, but one, I couldn't think of anything, and two, it probably wouldn't be that great anyway. Uh, maybe next year I'll do something, I'll come up with something, uh, you know, I'll have like an actual plan and I'll do something that's not last minute. So, I mean, look forward to that. Can't promise anything, of course, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much why. I think it'd be better, uh, personally, if I just went over information instead of doing it. Maybe if, like, if April 1st, uh, doesn't have a lot of Pokemon news going on at that time, maybe that'll be a good time to do it, but we, I, I've got a lot of things to talk about today, and I don't want the time to be spent with a probably not very good joke. So, we got a mini direct, um recently it confirmed a new character in smash uh which i will not go over as much as i'd like to talk about it this is a pokemon podcast it has nothing to do with that uh but we you know it gave us a lot of information on on upcoming games and stuff uh but most importantly it gave us information on the new gigantamax forms of um the starters as well as some information on uh um Fu and Urshifu uh coming into um you know the 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 Isle of Armor and and stuff like that the towers which we'll talk about in a moment let's go over uh the uh information about the new Gigantamax forms uh we sort of um we got more information on Gigantamax Rillaboom and uh Cinderace and uh Inteleon. we mostly got information on their um on their moves uh, it essentially that is G Max Drum Solo, G Max Fireball, and G Max Hydro Snipe, which does more damage and they uh, ignores the opponent's ability. That's all they do. <laughs> That's all the information we got. Which I wish that they did something different each. I mean, I kind of understand why they didn't, but 
kind of sucks that they that they don't. Uh, but they all do the same thing. Uh, they ignore abilities, which will be good, I think. Uh, they they showed uh, Mimikyu specifically in the uh, in the trailer, and that is going to be OP for for people who use Mimikyu. Unfortunately, as sad as that is, this guy like Mimikyu. Uh, hey. It ignores the opponent's ability. Like I said, I wish they did something a little more interesting for each of them, but I don't know. It's kind of cool. But we got some information on um, Kapfu and Urshifu. Uh, essentially, they there are two different towers. Uh, the ta- well, They're called the Towers of Two Fists. Uh, one of them is water and one of them is darkness. And depending on which one you clear only with Kapfu, uh, you can evolve it into the different forms of Urshifu. I mean, it was obvious, uh, but it's cool. Uh, we also got a little information about, um, or a little bit of, a little bit more screenshots um, of the actual places around, uh, around the Isle of Armor. We got a map of the Isle of Armor compared to the world normally. I'm looking at it right now. There we go. There it is. It's pretty small compared to the, like uh, in the video, we can see it. It's really small actually, um, which is kind of unfortunate. I mean, like it's a little bit hard to tell, but like, it's not the biggest place in the world. I'm a little bit upset that it's not a little bigger. Uh, And there's also this, this interesting little circle of a tree with six like arms coming off of it as like a little island and they each have a different symbol on it and i don't know what this is what this could represent but it looks really interesting i mean i assume we'll get more information it looks like there's one big main island and then there's some areas around it in a circle of smaller islands Uh, i don't know if we'll be able to go to those islands or what the deal is Uh, and it also shows some information like there's like a bay there's uh, the two towers, I can see them. Uh, one of them is near the water and one of them is like on top of a mountain. And there's some plate and there's the dojo. There's a gym. Or there's like a, a battle arena. Uh, there's the, the train. There's the station. And then that's about it, really. There's like nothing else. Um, but the actual visuals of the place, like we got, we got a few more screenshots of the uh, area. And like you go through like a big cave and you go like across, you know, you know the 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 uh, the island, but it's we 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 got never before seen uh, terrain that we can that we can explore, and it looks really really nice. Uh, I'm excited to see more of this place. It like the the actual terrain and the and the geography of this place is really beautiful uh, compared to the you know the Gala region in general. Uh, and I'm very it looks like a lot of it looks akin to the wild area even better. And I'm very excited to uh, to explore it. It looks really, really cool. Uh, that's pretty much it in terms of the mini direct that we got. Uh, you can also, I believe, get a uh, a new what is it? Yeah, like a uh, you if you purchase the expansion pass before August thirty first, you can get Leon's cap and tights. And that's it. That's pretty much. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Uh, I already bought it, so I will be getting that, and I'm excited. Uh, yeah, that's that's. It was a. I mean, it was a direct mini for a reason. It wasn't about Pokemon. It was just a little information uh, on 
some of the Pokemon stuff going on, and it was good. It was a good little update. I'm glad we got a little bit of information and a little more visuals on some of the areas that are in the in the new Isle of Armor. I'm excited. Okay, so uh, that is it for the news and the updates. Uh, not much this episode. Uh, we are going to go into the first segment of today, which of course is Random Pokemon of the Week. Everybody's favorite segment where we talk about a random Pokemon every episode. And this uh, episode's Pokemon is Tranquil. Tranquil is a normal flying Pokemon introduced in Generation 5. It evolves from P-Dove starting at level 21 and evolves into Unpheasant at level 32. And I'm excited about I'm excited to talk about Tranquil because it gives me an opportunity to talk about mid-evolutions. <laughs> Specifically for the birds. The birds that are in every generation, you know them. Pidgeot, you know, or Pidgeotto, Tranquil, uh, Fletchinder. All of them, all of the, 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 you know, the forgotten about, um, sort of mid evolutions, which is a common, a common trope for mid evolutions, but specifically, I think for these birds, I mean, when was the last time you thought about the Pokemon Tranquil? Really? I mean, it's, it's just Tranquil. It's before P-Dove and it's before Unpheasant, which honestly, Unpheasant isn't even that popular of a Pokemon. So like, it's kind of hard to, it's sort of hard to match with, uh, with Unpheasant, if Unpheasant isn't even really that popular in the first place. Uh, so, let's look at Tranquil a little bit. It is the wild pigeon Pokemon. Uh, it is number 520. It has either Big Pecs or Super Luck or Rivalry as, as its hidden ability. It is a 50-50 male-female ratio. It is 2 foot or 0.6 meters. 33.1 pounds or 15 kilograms. It's it's basic. I mean, it's Tranquil. Um, let's go. Let's look a little bit into Tranquil trivia, if it even has any. Tranquil is the only Pokemon with a base stat total of 358. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> That's it. The only bit of trivia. Uh, Ash has a Tranquil. I didn't know that. I didn't know Ash got a P-Dove. Or a Tranquil. Does it evolve into a... Does it evolve into an unpheasant? It does evolve into an unpheasant. Wow, cool. Amazing. I didn't know that. <laughs> That's I'm sort of milking any uh any possible topics that I can use uh for this Pokemon because it's just tranquil. And you know, like I said, that's the nature of of middle evolution Pokemon. I I guarantee you there's going to be like you know, in the future if there's like a a ton of episodes of this podcast out and you take sort of a um a average of how much time is spent talking about each of these Pokemon in Random Pokemon of the Week, and you look at the middle evolutions, I guarantee you the time is going to be leagues less <laughs> than the final evolutions and the starters, or, you know, the starter evolutions. Because, like, the final evolutions, I could go on, on Smogun and talk about their competitive viability, if they have any. Uh, and I think even that standalone Pokemon are going to have more more things to talk about than middle evolutions because standalone Pokemon usually have their own thing. Middle evolutions are always just the awkward teenager years of the Pokemon line. And it's upsetting. You know, it's a little bit sad because, like, Tranquil is a cool design. I mean, yeah, it's literally just the in-between between Unpheasant and, and P-Dove. And most of the middle middle evolutions are. 
and I'll, you'll probably hear me say this every time a middle evolution comes on the show, but like, I mean, what else is there to say? It's, it's, it's tranquil. It's got a cool design. You know, I never noticed it as like a hairstyle. It has like a little like puffy bit at the back. Uh, it's kind of like a mullet actually. I never even realized that kind of as a mullet. Like I know it's supposed to be like neck feathers, but if you look at tranquil, if you look up tranquil right now, it has a mullet and I don't like admitting that. And I don't like, I mean, I guess, I guess it's just the hair. It's, it's supposed, it looks feminine in, in general. I don't think it's necessarily supposed to, but it does. I mean, the hairstyle kind of either it's a mullet or it's a, it's a cutesy feminine hairstyle. And honestly, I'd rather it be a feminine hairstyle. Sorry for gendering this bird but i think the only other opportunity or the only other choice is to say that it has a mullet and i don't want to say that ever again i suppose we can go over some pokedex entries uh for tranquil it can return to its trainer location regardless of the distance separating them okay so it's like a you know it's like a carrier pigeon stuff like that many people believe that deep in the forest where tranquil lives there is a peaceful place where there is no war I guess that makes sense because its name is Tranquil. Wow. Funny. No matter where in the world it goes, it knows where its nest is, so it never gets separated from its trainer. I guess I guess Tranquil's whole thing is to is to be Tranquil. You know, like that's that's the point. Tranquil is a combination of Tranquil, calm or unstressed, and Quill. It also involves Quail. <laughs> and in Japanese, Hatobo may be a combination of Hato pigeon or tobo escape or bow shaggy hair <laughs> amazing i mean yeah the name it's it's probably just a pun on the name tranquil and that's it those are the only those are the only pokedex entries in sword and shield it can fly moderately quickly no matter how far it travels it can always find its way back to its master and its nest which is just a, a glorified you know sort of rephrasing of the other ones so we're fine uh does it have anything in pokemon mystery dungeon it does not nope so that's it <laughs> there's no more to talk about uh you know i mean it's just tranquil but uh i guess i could talk about it shiny and i am ready to, to talk about it shiny because personally i'm not a big fan i was actually surprised i didn't know what i was expecting when i was going into this because i don't think i've ever seen tranquil shiny okay I'm looking at P-Dove Shiny right now, or P-Dove, however you want to say it, P-Dove, P-Dove. And it's like a lighter color palette. You know, it's not great, but it's 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 a lighter color palette. It's sort of gray, it has white on it, you know, instead of instead of the almost like orangey gray, uh, that, you know, the, the more warm gray. Uh, instead of like a, yeah, instead of like a warm color palette with gray, black, and white, it's more of a cold color palette. It has like a little bit of dark blue on it. It's very cute, actually. I do like P-Dove's uh, shiny. But Tranquil, on the other hand, it literally just looks like, and this is the same for the, for the, uh, for the black and white, you know, the Gen 5 uh, um, sprites and the 3D games. Hear me out here. It literally looks like they took its sprite into Photoshop and they hue shifted it to green. That's it. It literally just looks like they hue shifted this Pokemon to be green. That's it. Like, same sort of color, you know, balance in the darkness of, 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 of the wingtips and the, the markings on its back and the lighter colors. It's like the same contrast between the colors. It literally just looks like they colored this Pokemon green. 
and like I said, it's true for the for the black and white ones too. It's just green. That's it. <laughs> they were like, okay, you know, some dudes like, hey, I got a I got a concept for this for this Pokemon. It's called Tranquil. It's mid evolution between Pidove and Unpheasant. Uh, and, uh, here's, here's a shiny form. Here's a concept of a shiny form. You know, I want to do something with the green. I, I think it, I think it would look good with some green mixed in there. And the dude's like, that's it. That's perfect. Ship it. Go put that Pokemon in the game right now. Make no changes to it. And he's like, well, it's just a concept. You know, I just, I literally just took this Pokemon sprite and I put it into Photoshop and I hue shifted it green. And he's like, no, I don't care. You don't need to change anything about it. It's perfect already as it is. Put it in the game. I don't care. Is Unpheasant this way too? Unpheasant is different. Unpheasant is totally different. Like it has a little bit of green on it. And like the, the, the color contrast is a little bit different. But like at least it has some variety. It's just green. <laughs> Tranquil's just green. Why did they do this? What is the point? Why didn't they, why do all three of the Pokemon, the, the Pokemon of this stage have a different shiny color scheme? It's just green. That's it. I'm looking at it a little bit closer just in case I missed something because it's kind of hard to see. It's just green. Okay, it does have a little bit of purple on its, on its head and its feet are purple, but the rest of it is just green. That's it. It's just green. And I'm so angry about this. Why am I so angry about this? Anyway, I'm going to rate this this shiny a 3 out of 10. It sucks. It's just green. I think it's green, but like it's just green. Anyway, I'm going to move on before I get angry about this bird. It's just green. I'm so mad. Okay, and that was Random Pokemon of the Week. Thank you for listening to that. Uh, let's move on to the main segment of today, which is Pokemon Twilight Wings. Um, so I wrote down some notes here about Twilight Wings. And first off, I just want to say that, you know, before I get into any details about the specific episodes, uh, I love it. <laughs> uh, but, you know, if you don't know what Twilight Pokemon Twilight Wings are, it's a little mini series that's going up on the Pokemon YouTube channel. Uh, it's sort of like Pokemon Generations, but a little bit, a little bit uh, different. It's just sort of like mini uh episodic series that goes over some things in galar and all that stuff and it's really cute and if you haven't watched them yet there's going to be spoilers for them i mean they're like six seven minutes each so there's really nothing to spoil but like you know watch them if you haven't already uh, i know that i hadn't watched them since they came out and you know that was sort of a running thing on this podcast but i finally watched them and i'm excited to talk about them uh so episode one God, that sounds like I was about to do like a professional recap. Episode one uh, was the the one where the little boy, the two little boys in the hospital, one of them wants to give, you know, uh, give Chairman Rose a letter because he loves Leon. He loves watching the things on TV and, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm not going to go over a whole recap, but I will say that uh, I really like the the point towards the importance of idols. Uh, you know, first off, because it's a very common theme in Sword and Shield, you know, um, both Marnie and Hop have sort of role models, they have idols, and you know, the the whole thing is like, wow, the champion is such a cool dude, he's such an idol, that's like the biggest plot point of this of this game. And they, they capture it perfectly in Twilight Wings, I mean, the little kid is in absolutely enamored by Leon, and like, he, you know, he 
goes so far as to write Chairman Rose a letter to to invite him to ask to invite him to the uh, to the show. And you know, it's 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 the first one. It's a little bit shorter. He essentially just like runs. You know, he misses him at first. He runs up to Chairman Rose. He sees Chairman Rose, and Chairman Rose gets the letter. Blah blah blah. Um, but like I I love like first impressions of of the whole thing in general. I really really liked it so far. Um, and I have a little bit of a spiel at the end to talk about in relation to this 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 little series. Uh, but we're gonna go on to the next episode. Uh, in a second here, but I love how it gives canon voices for the characters. I mean, not necessarily canon because, you know, the little web series is different and I know the anime isn't canon in the games or anything like that, um, but it, you know, it, it gives them voices and I think that's one place where the Pokemon games fall short. You know, we don't know any of these characters' voices or what they sound like and, like, in this Twilight Wings, we get you know, we get updates and we get some, some sort of, uh, like, Hey, this is what they could be, you know, and their voices. And I like it. Oleana, Chairman Rose, B, uh, not Leon yet, but you know, Hop in the later ones, Milo, we get, we get examples of what they would sound like. And it's really, really nice to see, you know, like, um, it's like, you know, if you're, if you're reading, if you're, if your favorite comic book or manga or whatever gets an anime adaptation and it's like you get to hear what these characters voices sound for the first time and it's really nice uh it's a very it's a very nice feeling to kind of get that thing and i will say the voice acting is very well done uh it's very it's not bad (laughs) i will say first off and it's very you know it feels natural it feels like the characters voices should be what they are and i very very much enjoy that and the visuals are beautiful uh like wow the the actual show like the actual visuals of the of the anime sort of style are beautiful and you know i'll get into that in a second because especially in episode two uh are the are the are they um are they very very beautiful um last thing i have to say about episode one is that corvinite is awesome <laughs> i know i i wrote that down before i watched the next episodes i know corvinite comes back in pretty much every episode but like i wanted to write that down because corvinite is so cool corvinite is just really cool in general and i think is like one of if not the best sort of bird line you know uh topical because we just talked about tranquil but i think that corvinite was awesome Oh my god, so cool, so cool in the game, so cool in the anime. I just want to say that I love, I love, I love Corviknight a lot. And it was, it was shown really, really well in Twilight Wings. It was, you know, it was huge. It was intimidating. It was awesome. Episode two, um, I okay. I want to say I wrote this down in my notes for episode two. Immediately when I when I sort of saw this, I didn't expect it to be episodical. I did, it was it's a direct continuation from episode one. You know, be. Um, it's a whole episode about B training after she was, uh, beaten by Leon, which we saw on the TV in the very first episode. Uh, and we even see in the very beginning, we see Chairman Rose with the letter from the kid that we just saw in the first episode. Um, though he never opens it, which is exciting because I was, I was a little, I was wondering why he never opened it in the first episode. I was like, oh, it's just like a, like a cliffhanger or like, you can assume that he's going to open it, stuff like that. But, but it's, it seems like it's going to be a quote-unquote plot point i suppose you know he doesn't open it he kind of stacks it underneath a bunch of books and he doesn't get time to look at it and you know that's going to be a big thing maybe it comes back later and i'm excited about that it's actually sort of sucking me in plot wise like i i didn't expect it to and i kind of like it 
Um, episode two was, you know, um, the bee was training with her, with her machop or her machoke and her machamp in the wild area. And it was just gorgeous. Oh my God. The visuals in this, in this little series are, I want to call it a show, but it's not really a show. You know what I mean when I say show. So I'm going to say show the, the, the visuals in this show are gorgeous. Um, and I'm going to get back into that in a little bit, but like, wow, the wild area in this game and this, in this, in this show it like it makes the wild area in the game look like crap. Like I'm sorry, you know, not that the wild area isn't cool in Sword and Shield, but like I wish the wild area in Sword and Shield looked like this as it does in this little in this in Twilight Wings. It absolutely looks beautiful. I love it. It's like it like if you go watch episode two right now, if you you know, or if you if you want to, of course. I say that like it's demanding, but like and just focus on the visuals. It's they're beautiful when they're in the cave, when they're in the crystal cave, when they're even they're just outside training like the and it's when, it, when it's pouring outside, like the visuals are absolutely gorgeous in this in this show. And I love it. It's like my favorite thing about it. It's a beautiful anime. It's a beautiful little adaptation of this game. And I love seeing it. I love, 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 love seeing it. Um, The Machop line is really cute in this in this episode. Uh, I love how they're portrayed. They're very cute. I mean, I know that's a little bit of a not a nitpick. Yeah, what's the opposite of a nitpick? You know, like a like a nitpick but positive. I know that's a little bit of a of a of a small point to come across or to 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 tell. But like, I don't know. I I really appreciate the when Pokemon are given personality and stuff like that. And it's it's it was really well done in the Machop line. Like each of the each of the lines act exactly how you expect them to. Uh, and I love it. I love that a lot. I like, I love my favorite thing about the Pokemon anime when I was a kid was seeing all of these Pokemon voice acted and given personality because we never really see that in the games. You know what I mean? And I love that a lot. And it, it, it does it even more in this, in this, in Twilight Wings. And I adore that from the bottom of my heart. It's very, very nice. Um, and B specifically, also these characters are exactly what i imagined uh you know chairman rose and oleana kind of act pretty much exactly how you expect them to b is a, is exactly how you expect her to she's determined uh but like you know obviously because she's the fighting type gym leader but there is something special about her there is something personality wise in there that just hit me and it was very very good i'm praising the team for making these characters so true to what they were originally envisioning in them i know they're their own characters but like I can applaud them for giving them so much personality and depth in these short six minutes, you know, six minute episodes. I really, really like it. And finally, episode three, probably the most adorable one of them all, uh, was Buddy. <laughs> um, the one where Hops Wulu, you know, gets upset that he's so obsessed over the Pokemon League that he doesn't, you know, Hops Wulu doesn't, uh, doesn't think that that wulu is the like you know the wulu doesn't think that hops that hop thinks that it's it's very good all that jazz because it looks at charizard and it gets jealous of charizard which is funny because i think that's a little bit of a nod at how overdone charizard was in gen 8 in uh in sword and shield because it was everywhere you know what i mean it's like about my here's my charizard my prize my prize pokemon charizard like oh look at leon oh look at his charizard you know like Charizard is already one of the most popular Pokemon out there, and like I think it was funny that they sort of added, just piled it onto us in Gen in in Sword and Shield, and I think they were sort of poking fun at that in Twilight Wings. Uh, very cute, very very cute. Um, 
Also, speaking of Charizard, his voice in the very beginning of the episode when he he just made one sound, just like a, a single scream when he was using flamethrower and it was the silliest thing i've ever heard oh my god it was so dumb it was so bad and i love it it was goofy it was it was perfect it was just, i just wanted to mention that it was so funny it was like i don't know if it was supposed to be intimidating or if it was supposed to be silly and goofy but it was very goofy uh and i liked it a lot uh wulu also about wulu wulu is like exactly what i expected wulu to be wulu is so cute it's everything I imagined it would be. It's it's adorable. Like this episode, it, my favorite thing about episode three is just Wulu and how cute it was. Uh, like, <laughs> and I'm sure that was a lot of people's favorite thing about this episode. You know, it was it was a run of the mill um, sort of runaway story, and then the Wulu realizes that it was wrong, and that it should love Hop, and that Hop was you know not showing enough of his emotions towards Wulu, and it was you know, a whole misunderstanding. But Wulu in this episode was just so cute. All of the Wulus were. There was like a million Wulus at the end, and they're 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 so cute. I love them a lot. Like, oh my god, <laughs> it's like it was the best thing about this episode. All the Wulus interactions with the with the Yamper and the Charmander, and it was just so cute. The faces it made, the jealous little sheep. It was adorable. So 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 cute. Um. Also, last thing I want to say about episode three is that the um sort of a look into Pokemon battles was really interesting. Uh, they did a good job at sort of capturing the Pokemon battles in the very, very small uh, amount of clips that we saw in, um, in, in the, in the show, you know, just on the TV, like a hop looking at it and the kid looking at it in episode one. Uh, it was very cool. Like it was, it surprised me how, how cool it looked and how, how interesting like the battles were, you know, I mean, obviously we see a lot of battles in the anime, but there was something about this one in this in this little series, all the ones that we saw that were just like really interesting. I, like they looked really good. Uh, they looked realistic. They looked like I want to see more battles like that. Even just the tiny glimpse that we got at it, it was it was really really nice. Like uh, and like you know, Hop sort of pausing through and going through the movements of Charizard was really interesting. Um, I hope we see more of it. I really really do. It's very interesting. Uh, and that is going to bring me into my next point, which me you know comparing it to the anime and all that stuff is going to be a prevalent opinion uh in this next few minutes because i really wish that twilight wings is what the anime was i like i have sort of a bittersweet relationship with the anime because i watched almost every single episode of all of the seasons up until uh, after Gen 4. I watched like all of the series of, you know, the first one, the Johto League, the Orange Islands. I watched the Hoenn one. I watched the Sinnoh one. And then I stopped. I stopped watching. I grew up, I guess is the best way of saying it. Uh, I, I stopped watching at Black and White. And like, I honestly, I don't really regret it because like I, I am sort of under the assumption and the, the personal opinion that the anime has gotten worse over the years. The first the first few seasons were great, obviously. You know, they're a classic. It's the first generation of the Pokemon anime. And, like, I don't know. I just don't like the sort of method that goes into it. I, I, dislike, I dislike the way the anime portrays the Pokemon world. I wish it was a little bit... I wish it was a little different. I don't really know how to criticize it correctly because I don't I haven't watched it in a long time but 
like specifically i just i just don't i just don't like it i don't enjoy watching the anime all that much and it i noticed that even watching you know watching a few episodes of black and white i enjoyed a few of them and like you know the x and y series i enjoyed a few of them i watched a few of the movies and stuff and i enjoyed those but like watching sun and moon and the new sword and shield anime i just i don't really like them all that much i i first of all i'm not really a huge fan of the new art style uh and this is this is sort of topical because twilight wings is beautiful if the anime was like that i know that the anime takes a lot of effort and i know that they have to sort of put out uh and i I know they put out these twilight wings like what every few months and like they're not obviously a lot of work goes into them but if they made the anime look like twilight wings does i would watch it purely for that it's beautiful like it is absolutely gorgeous and just i don't know the sort of messages and the methodologies that are going into twilight wings and the you know the just like the the stories i guess is the best way of saying it seem a lot more formulated and thought out than the anime i know that i haven't watched them but i i do have a little bit of experience with the later later seasons so i do know a little bit what i'm talking about and i don't know this is just a personal gripe this is completely personal. You can enjoy the anime all you want. You can enjoy the anime and dislike Twilight Wings. That's fine. But I am saying that I wish that the anime was more like Twilight Wings. Visually and also story-wise. It's it's gorgeous. And and that sort of ties into my 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 sort of final feelings about Twilight Wings. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous in a visual visual setting and also in storytelling and character design and i know it's just based on galar and and all that stuff and like i know it has the whole uh twilight wings corviknight uh corviknight taxi is like prevalent in every episode i know that's like the whole shtick but it's it's gorgeous and i hope that they do more with it i know they're gonna do more with it i mean it's only episode three out of who knows how many uh but like it's it's gorgeous. I can't stop thinking about it now that I've watched it. And I genuinely really, really, really enjoyed it. And like, it just brought, brought this, this great feeling in me after watching it. And I just hope that they do more like this in the, the, the movies and the anime going up and just like, it's so gorgeous. I love Twilight Wings. I like, I can't get enough of it. I wish that there were more episodes for me to watch and talk about because it's just so beautiful. And like, if you haven't watched them yet, please do. I know they're just like six, seven minute little episodes of, of Pokemon. And I know I'm probably going into them a lot more than I should, but like, they're just, they're beautiful. Really. I love them a lot. They're, they're cute. They're funny. It's like the perfect balance of humor and, and you know, every so often. And I know the anime also goes into that, but from what I've seen, I wish that the anime was more like Twilight Wings. Uh, I Twilight Wings is gorgeous, like I've said, and just overall, my opinion on it is I love it. I can't wait to keep watching it, and I hope the next episode comes out soon. <laughs> Literally. Also, I think it's weird that they don't have British voice acting because, like, all of the characters are are British, and you know, Gallery is based on Britain and or like England and or not England, Europe. Sorry. Uh, and I wish that they were they you know they they spoke like that. Maybe not british accents you know what i mean european accents is the better word for it my apologies and like i hope that they do that. like the, i think it's really funny that they don't that like the whole region is based on uh europe and they're all just like american dudes 
I think it's I I think it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, final conclusions about Twilight Wings. It's gorgeous. I've said it a million times already, and I know you're probably sick of hearing it, but if you haven't watched it, please go watch it. It's great. And like I said, I cannot wait for the next one. It's just great. I love it so much. Well, that was a lot of praise uh, for Twilight Wings, maybe a little bit more than it deserves, but uh, that was sort of the the big segment, the, the, the topic that I wanted to talk about today was my sort of thoughts and overview of Twilight Wings 1 through 3. Uh, and I know that later episodes will come out, and I doubt that uh that they'll be taking that twilight wings will be a main topic uh akin to this episode in later ones unless i miss like three of them which i doubt because they're so you know they're they there's a long time in between them i'll have a lot of time to, to talk about them or to watch them and talk about them so i doubt that uh they'll probably become just like a little thing in the news segments or like before the main topic of the episode i'll just i'll talk about uh, the episode of Twilight Wings and what I thought about it, stuff like that. So, uh, consider that a new sort of episodical, uh, little thing that's going to be coming up as new episodes come out. And with that, we are going to do one more segment of today. I know this episode is a lot shorter than normal just because, um, Twilight Wings didn't really take up that much time. Um, but we're going to go into the final segment of today, which is everybody's favorite segment where we talk about a random move every episode, and that is Move Tutor. And today's move is Copycat, number 383. Um, Copycat is a non-damaging normal type move introduced in Generation 4. Uh, it has a 20 PP, power of null, <laughs> NA, and an accuracy of NA. Uh, because copycat causes the user to use the last move that was used in battle, even if the last move was by the user. If no move has been made, copycat fails. If the copied move's target is not the user, the appropriate target is randomly chosen. Uh, the last used move is updated whenever a Pokemon attempts to use a move. If a move is successfully executed, generally the text Pokemon used move is shown, that becomes the last used move. This is regardless of the move's result, whether it hit or missed or the effect was successful or failed, such as light screen that fails because the previous light screen has not expired. Some moves that require multiple turns to execute do not count as valid moves in all of their turns. If copycat executes after a turn when a move is not considered valid, copycat will fail. Charging moves, recharging moves, or bide are good examples of that. Uh, if any move calls another, Calling move is counted, and the last move is last move used instead of the called move. However, this only applies if the turn when the calling move was selected to be used. If a called move requires multiple turns to execute, such as buy, dig, or thrash, it may validly become the last used move in subsequent turns. And finally, I'm so sorry. If a Pokemon tries to use a move but is prevented by a status condition or effect, such as sleep, paralysis, or flinching, the last move, used move becomes invalid and copycat will fail. That was just in Generation 4. I, I, will, uh, I will remind you. Generation 5 and 6. If any move successfully calls another, the move now counts as the last move instead of the calling move. Ah, so there's a little bit of update for you. So in Gen, in, uh, in gen 5 and 6, uh, it will now call a move like Nature Power, I believe, like calls a, you know, a move like Nature Power. Maybe not Nature Power. I'm trying to think of a good example, but I can't, uh, I can't remember like any of them but hopefully that's easily understood uh the last move used is now unaffected if a pokemon tries to use a move but but is prevented by a status condition in other words the last used move the last used move 
remains what it was before the Pokemon's turn. And finally, charging moves, recharging moves, and bide no longer have invalid terms that will cause copycat to fail. Instead, charging moves and bide can be copied to any turn, while recharging moves are ignored on their recharge turn. Okay. And in Gen 7 and onward, if powered up by normal IMZ and Z copycat, the user's accuracy rests one stage. However, additionally, if the move to be copied is not a Z move, then it will become its corresponding Z move. But the move, be, but if the move to be copied is a Z move, then it will fail. Okay, so it can copy. It can't copy Z moves. If the, if the last used move is a max move, the user will use the move that was turned into the max move. Oh, that's really interesting. For example, if a Snorlax that knows Belly Drum Dynamaxed and then used Max Guard, Max Guard by selecting the move slot that would normally contain Belly Drum, Copycat would call the move Belly Drum. That seems like it could be used as a pretty cool strategy in uh, in like in Pokemon in like double battles. You know, you have a you have a, a a Pokemon use Max Guard instead of Belly Drum, so your Pokemon that uses Copycat can use Belly Drum and and not and the Pokemon that was using belly drum doesn't actually have to use belly drum because it's dynamaxed very very interesting um let's see the description for this move is the same <laughs> in every single game the user mimics the move used immediately before it the move fails if no other move has been used yet uh is there any trivia there is not any trivia amazing uh there is a list of Un, uncallable moves. Uh, and I'm going to go through them real quick. Assist, Baneful Bunker, Beak Blast, that's weird. Bestow, Celebrate, Chatter, Circle Throw, Copycat Itself, Counter, Covet, Destiny Bond, Detect, Dragon Tail, Endure, Faint, Focus Punch, Follow Me, Helping Hand, Hold Hands, King's Shield, Mat Block, I don't know what that move is. Me first, metronome, mimic, mirror coat, mirror move, protect, rage powder, roar, shell trap, sketch, sleep talk, snatch, struggle, spiky shield, spotlight, switcheroo, thief, transform, trick, and whirlwind. Amazing. <laughs> and I, I, I'm glad that I got to kind of go over something like that because it's, it's fun to know the sort of mechanics that go into a move as complicated and as broad as copycat. So we got a little bit, a little bit of a glimpse into the sort of, you know, not code, but the, the sort of mathematics and like, and reasoning that goes into this move, like what it can call, what it can't call certain situations that are rare, but could happen. You know, if like, if like the, the Dynamax situation, like that's interesting. I love learning these tiny little interesting things about, um, about these moves and about the, the deeper details of Pokemon, the much, much, much deeper details of Pokemon. Like I would call this like extreme, extremely, uh, sort of, you know, obscure trivia when it comes to moves because like who's going to be like oh yeah copycat I like i know exactly what copycat will do in any given situation you know not everyone can say that and now if you listen to this podcast you can <laughs> you can tell your friends that you know exactly what copycat does and then uh they will probably not be impressed at all so you're welcome anyway uh, that, I think, is going to do it for me for today. Thank you all so much for listening, and I'll catch you in the next one. Take care. Bye. Bye.